0: All right, welcome in. Episode 4, 40 minutes of pod. How about that? Mark Lieberman, Jay Davis, Mark Ennis. My name's Louis Rabot hanging out with you. Uh, during the champions classic, how about that? On a Tuesday, uh, get you ready for uh even more holiday hoops ahead. Uh I got famous on Twitter today for uh for bad reasons, uh, but for fun. Somebody went viral today and it was me at radio Louie. You can find coach at coach Lieberman. Mark Ennis is at Mark Ennis. And of course, Jay Davis at Jay Davis underscore 1981 boys. Uh, are we doing okay? Jay Davis, uh, our alma mater's playing right now. Nine, nine with Duke uh, just under the under 12 timeout in the first half. Uh, have they actually thrown real rocks or are they just missing shots?
1: <laughs> They're just missing shots. I'm actually surprised. <laughs> you know, the line for this game was only, you know, Duke minus three, I, which I'm surprised it was that low because we didn't look good at all last week. But, you know, neither – I mean, they Friday I thought Duke looked okay, but they don't lose at home. So, naturally, they got dropped, what, six, seven spots in the poll. I didn't think this game was going to be that close at all. But there's still 31 minutes left, so we got time to let – we got time for Duke to blow it open.
2: Does well, did Duke either open? of you feel any better knowing that – it now that now we know that it's it's literally like it's against the law it's impossible for james madison to lose like does that make (laughs) either of you feel any better
0: (laughs) no it's Izzo, so i never feel bad when they lose prior to march like i just don't i mean just for some reason that guy i remember uh 2005 sitting in a sports bar in indianapolis with a friend and they lose the first game of the big 10 tournament to a legitimately terrible iowa team
1: iowa yep and then they run,
0: they run through, and obviously Louisville's in that Final Four. Illinois, North Carolina, in St. Louis, and and I just since then I I just I get over the losses. I just I I don't lose an ounce of sleep over them. So there you go. How are you, coach?
3: Death taxes in Michigan State in November first half unders. <laughs> there you go. A little
0: gambling advice from Coach tonight. So if you um... go
3: with those, you're you're, you're in great shape. <laughs>
0: All right, Mark. Well, you, you hosted a show about this. I intentionally did not listen to you today because I wanted to get fresh thoughts from you on the pod today. I'll go back and listen once you tell me which segment it was in, but I did uh, a freedom of information act with, uh, with the university of Louisville. I want to give them credit. Um, Many institutions would have dragged their feet on it. And frankly, I feel like I got a pretty quick reply from them, uh, which may or may not be indicative of them wanting me to know the information and to share it with a crowd. I don't know, but, uh, essentially the tweet went out uh, and I went for scanned tickets at the Yum Center for Louisville games. Uh, if if you are listening to this, you know that things are not going well uh, across the street, as I would say at the UofL campus. Um, and uh, essentially that these numbers uh, are just impossibly. You, you can, these are not, this is not sustainable uh, just over 5,800 and just under 5,800 for UMBC in Chattanooga. The reason I did this by the way, was I'm interested in it for sure but L basketball got chesty after a win against UMBC, Mark, yeah. and went after one of our colleagues. And I don't want to yeah. rehash the whole thing there, but I thought he's not going to be able to be a bad guy about this. I'm going to be a bad guy about this. What's interesting is no one's told me I've been a bad guy about it, which is the only surprising thing about today. What was your reaction? What did you talk about? Because you had Luke Hancock on your show today. Yes.
2: Yeah. how the conversation yeah, and- go? it, it just reinforced, Louis. I'm glad that you submitted the request that you did. And I too think that it's interesting that you got the information back so quickly. Uh, It, it might reflect the fact that people are, are not, um, not hesitant for people to know the real numbers. Right. It might reflect the fact that uh, they're just a lot less of FOIA requests for the athletic department than there used to be. (laughs) (laughs) It might be that too. Uh, But, It is indicative of uh, something that I've said with you. I've said on my own show a million times. uh, It it almost doesn't matter what the record is or what they do. The budget's going to fire Kenny Payne. In in Louisville, there are very few places who are as dependent on that basketball arena revenue, really allowing them to be kind of a different kind of power five team where they just make so much money off of that thing. And it allows the athletic department to be what it is. And people aren't going. They're voting with their feet. They're not going. They don't believe it. And Louisville just, they can't function as a basketball program or an athletic department drawing 5,800 people to a basketball game that they lost. It just, it cannot continue on. It's not sustainable. And you combine that with the way that they played in that loss to Chattanooga, it brought back everything from a a year ago. Uh, It was different players doing the same thing as the guys that you said were bad guys a year ago doing it. Uh, And and it it sapped any of the optimism I think we got. And I mentioned this with you and Dan uh, on the show today. We did three hours of radio on Monday, open up the phones at 317, turned them off when the show ended. We had full calls the whole time. We did not get a Kenny Payne defender for the first time since we've been since he's been here. Yeah. And so it really to me, it just represented a, a lot of people just turned the page, I think, for for the final time. Coach, did you see the tweet? I did, and did you did you have
0: a response in your head of oh boy he's going after it or just it's sad or I mean just you you were here when that building was full mm-hmm. and loud yep and didn't and matter who we were playing unbelievable home court advantage what's it like for someone like you go to the game see it like it is and then when you see the actual numbers which by the way I think might be a little inflated because I know it's in a season tickets best season ticket holders best interest to actually have them scan. All of yeah. their tickets as they walk in. Um what, what what's coach's response?
3: So I went to the UMBC game and when I coached at Louisville, um, you know, I'd have to leave two and a half hours just to get um da- down there and Great. just make sure I got a good spot. Mark and I actually talked about this. You know, he left the station, I believe, and just took a took whatever it was, Second Street. And he, he what was it, Mark? You were there in like 20 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, I used and, to dread that drive. Right. And so that's part. It didn't matter who we're playing. You, you know, you, yeah. you're playing a UMBC. There's 20,000, 25,000. It's 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 rocking and it's packed and it's just the atmosphere. You feed off of that. And just to see, I, I didn't go to the to the Chattanooga game, sure. um, but I was able to see what the crowd looked like. And, you know, and just sitting there for the UMBC game, it's it's like you're talking about these non-conference opponents and you're talking about. Just to echo what what Mark is saying about the fact that the budget is the issue. Mm -hmm. They've got games. People aren't coming out for Arkansas State. People aren't coming out for New Mexico State. Cop, cop, you know, Cop and State tomorrow night. Those games are upcoming when we would have that place just about full for all those games. And I I truly, you know, I hurt for for all the businesses down there because it's just it's a shame.
0: That's the other part is I remember. And and Mark remembers this well when they decided on the postseason ban. One of the things people said was, oh, man, if they don't play in March, that's going to affect the sports bar culture around here. And that's going to affect restaurants and it's going to affect all this stuff. And and it's way worse than we thought <laughs> even then, oh, for yeah. sure. I went to a meeting at four o'clock today or three o'clock today excuse, or two o'clock, two o'clock today. It doesn't matter when. And the one of the women I was with is had moved here recently from southwestern Kentucky. hmm. And she had heard about the tweet somehow. That's how viral this thing went. And she she said, you know, if those were the numbers at Murray State, they'd be worried. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> right. I mean, that's heavy. Jay Davis, heavy question to you. More likely, Louisville gets it turned around in the next couple of years or they're Nebraska football?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, they're Nebraska football. While you guys are talking, you know, I was thinking, I know it's early in the season. You know, Louisville hasn't gone on the road yet. Have you seen any promotions where it's like you know buy a case of Miller Lite get two free tickets? Have you, have I think you they just did
0: yet? five dollar tickets. Have they not
2: already done that, Mark? I don't know. They did a promotion where it was like if you buy one and they win, then you get a another one free. So they, have, I mean, they've done some. I just saw today, by the way, uh, Miami football is doing if you buy one get three.
1: <laughs> there was a there was a stretch that you know probably. 10, 11 years ago where Michigan football was doing that, where it was like buy a case of Dr. Pepper and get two free tickets, you know, <laughs> during the bad part of the Brady Hulk era. So, you know, good programs, you know, programs of storied history, those, you know, those type of things happen, you know, it just, uh, you know, it, it just sucks that, you know, it's kind of gotten to, you know, this point, you know, what, based on the numbers you put out, Louis, that's like a quarter, you know, the oh, young center is a quarter of the way full. And, you know, for a basketball crazed area, like, you know, where you guys are, that just kind of seems unacceptable.
0: It's, I think, beyond the pale unacceptable. And that's why I asked for the numbers, because at some point, you know, the decision-making process on who coaches, who runs these programs, coach, isn't just made by people within the athletic department. It's made by what, what Mark Ennis talked about in his in his piece here, is if people don't go, that's that's a vote. Mm-hmm. That's a vote yeah. of 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 no confidence, frankly, mm-hmm. in Kenny Payne. Or, frankly, does it go up to athletic director here? This is his. This was his first signature hire, and it's a. And so, you know, Mark mentioned it. This is a. This is a program that for years shoved it down your throat. How much money they made on basketball? Yeah, shoved it yeah. down your throat, and now they got less than fifty eight hundred people showing up.
3: I heard those numbers. My first year as an assistant coach was the was when we opened the um, and. To see that place, it was a it was the Taj Mahal of college basketball arenas, and you had you had the the Bourbon Room and the and the White Room, and then you had all the suites, and you had so much. And, and since then, over the last ten years, it's just been you know it, it's it's a raucous place. Even even the downtimes, you know, people, you know, through Chris Mack and, and and you know when he left, and and they're still coming, and now um the last 2 years it's it, it really is just as look i i'm not from here but i coached here and i just you know it, 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 from a basketball standpoint you know people just want to see a, a team that that honors the game and yeah. however you want to interpret that you know my interpretation is team that just absolutely is just unrelenting on every single possession and when I watch film and I do my clips and so on, that's what frustrates me. Just, you know, the, that it's just a breakdown of just it's, you know, you're just you got to play this game hard. You've got to honor the game. So it's all connected. And it's just a shame that that you're, you know that we have um, the numbers and they're only going to dwindle um, as the year goes on, unless unless there's a um, complete 180 on, on all this.
0: Uh, Aside from asking you what you would do so
3: comfortably, by the way, you guys should be sitting as comfortably as me. I disagree. So uh, do you um, (laughs) do you you have a sense
0: of what they'll end up doing? I don't you know, setting aside what you think you would do. What do you think they end up doing
2: here? I'd be surprised if he finished the season uh, just because I think it's it's going to get outlandish if he does. uh, If they don't just just unforeseeably improve. Uh, there, there's just no way to me that he would be able to finish the season. And I think that you're balancing basically how quickly can we do something and not lose the whole team at the semester break, right? Yeah, you, know, you have to be completely, you know, thinking about uh, that sort of thing. Uh, but then also, if they make a move, will people lean back in for the rest of that season and maybe try to salvage, you know, a little of this? Like Mike peggy got a little bit of that bump. Where people kind of leaned back in for a little while after Chris Mack quit, sure. like maybe maybe you get something like that, and maybe you give Kenny the chance to, for everyone to present this as something somewhat mutual, you know, for the good of the program or that that sort of thing. Uh, if that's both what I think they'll try to do, because I think that's been Josh's style. They've done things, you know, his negotiations with Scott, nothing came out his, uh, his agreement to hire Kenny, nothing came out. Like I, I, the Chris Mack, uh, you know, resignation, like that got done. Nothing came out until it was out. I, I think it'll be hush hush. I don't think there'll be hints or anything like that. Uh, but at some point, maybe early, even in conference season, I think they'll have to do something. Jay, from the
0: outside, do you think it's uh, something where you can leave them the whole season or do you have to make a change earlier? You know, in college, we used to say, Hey, you gotta, you gotta wait. It's a, it's a waiting game, blah, blah, blah. Man, with transfer portal, that seems to be out the window.
1: Yeah, you know, you got a you got a couple of things to take into consideration now. Like you said the transfer portal, you still got your high school recruits. And the big thing, you know, is what you guys have been saying, you know, what you put out, you know, with the tweet today, Louie, like no nobody's coming, there's no interest there, which means there's no money going into, you know, the Yum Center and, you know, the businesses around the, around the arena are being affected. So, I I don't know, you know, you never want somebody to lose their job, but, you know, if 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 the team's not showing any kind of improvement year one to year two, and so far it looks like they haven't, you know, they something has to get done. You know, they got to get the hire right. I don't know, you know, you know, who who on the staff could, you know, would make a decent interim coach for the rest of the year. You know, just you don't you don't want to make a change and, you know, stay in the same spot, you know, with, you know, just bring elevating somebody on his staff who, you know, might not be able to get the job done either.
0: A weird thing is happening, Mark Ennis and, and Coach, that I didn't anticipate. Which is, I was concerned about this team being middling, being five hundred, something like that, and then the different camps would break out within the fan base. And there's a an a, a former player regimen. There's there's right. a race element to this. There's a an right. alum reference to this, but it's going so poorly that none of that stuff matters. It is yeah, an
2: unexpected outcome. Well, it's an, honestly, it's, it's a terrible blessing. Yeah. Right. Um, that, it's very strange. Them, them being as bad as they are, ha- the only thing it has given everyone is clarity, you know, like that's, uh, it, and I think that the real shame here is that we're all realizing it so quickly, Yeah, you know, I, I really thought they'd fool us, at least they'd fool us for a while, you know, or we'd have debatable, uh, outcomes, for a while, and then when they played in this thing this weekend, or, or Kentucky, or you know, early in conference play, we'd be right back here. But boy, I thought we'd get there. I really did. I thought we'd get to like somewhere kind of the Kentucky game before it would start to be like, oh boy, here we go again. But we're doing it. We did it after Chattanooga. Yeah, uh, and and again, if, if they if referees were competent, they would have lost the UMBC game too. Probably right, uh, with Trey White just assaulting the guy on the baseline there. The game's over. Uh, so. I'm stunned that it has gotten here this quickly. And I think it's it's but it's it is a clear indictment. They're they're not better at a thing from it than they were a year ago. They're just right. not. So let's go to our second segment. We always do this coach's corner. Mm-hmm. Head
0: over to coach. I'm gonna ask you two questions this week, and they're both related to Louisville's current situation. Number one, is there a good time to make this move, generally speaking, from a coach's perspective? And the second part is Ennis brought up Trey White. And I was excited about him coming to Louisville. I thought I watched him last year. I thought he was more than competent as a basketball player at the college level, at a high major in a place like USC. Yep. I was legitimately excited. That's frankly when he decided to transfer here. I thought, okay, maybe Payne's got something here. Maybe this is something where you know him, Scott Clark, Trent Flowers, like there's going to be dudes here together that are going to be able to play together. He looks like he's forgotten how to play basketball. How does that happen? How do you go from playing for an Andy Enfield and getting all that great training and getting all of that good stuff, and then you get to somewhere where you're playing with a different staff and you lose all of the fundamentals? How does that happen?
3: Well, you know, a lot of the times, offensively, he's hunting, and meaning he's just, you know, the first time he gets the ball, he's he's looking for his shot. He's not looking for the best shot for Louisville. He's looking for the best shot for him. And some of the stuff that they're running, it's tough. And, And in one of the clips... You know, they run him off across screen for Dennis Evans, and he's wide open, but it's almost robotic. He doesn't look for the ball for a lob, and it's just a lob play to get easy baskets. You know, he, he's taking tough twos, and for him, it'd be great if they can run some simple action across screen to get him, you know, around the block. Um, screen the screener action. There's so many ways to get him touches that, that, that so many teams run to get your best guy the ball because right now he just is consistently hunting for shots and defensively he's just disinterested in guarding and it's as simple as that you know I I I I I is that I a person, showed,
0: is that a personality trait of his is it coaching is it a combination I mean it, it, it could tolerated be all of it. bad
3: behavior I mean th- that's it because you know he gets screened he crumbles on the screen yep. you know when you watch some of these guys who's just their basketball life is determined by getting through a screen. And, and that's it. It's it's you winning every single play. So, the third play of the game, um, they just come down. They had the Dennis Evans dunk off of uh, a ball that's tipped out, and and Sky Clark finds Dennis Evans for a dunk. It's five three. They come back right down the floor, and just Trey White is blown by for a layup, mm. a straight line drive. Mm. When you've got to catch moves, just uh, you know not getting overly technical. Stay in front, stunt, trace the use your feet whatever you want to say but like to allow that to me that's that's cause for me just hey i'm taking a timeout i see that i'm saying like that's that you know you gotta have an individual pride he wants to be a pro i'm not in that locker room i don't know what's being said i'm not i don't know what's being like what mark said tolerated but like for me it's just you know i, I like to honor the game i like the game to be played a certain way and just just watching that and from a coach's standpoint Look, I don't know what is there. Someone on that staff that could do a better job of the rest of the season? I don't know. I I I don't know um, if you know. I don't think you can say that definitively. Yeah, I agree. Look, um, Danny's been a head coach. No, Nolan's. You know, uh, is is learning um, everything that that you know. He's 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 growing in some in some aspects. I I suppose, Um, but I I don't know. Um, Certainly, Kenny. For my interaction with Kenny and whatnot, and I just I, I believe wholeheartedly he thinks he's going to turn it around and it's not going to he's not going to go down and just say, OK, Um, I mean, he thinks, you know, that he's going to get this thing right. And for for you, for us to say, OK, he's just going to have a conversation unless it's one sided and someone saying, no, this is it. This is what we're doing. This mm-hmm. is how we're buying you out. He's going to he's going to fight tooth and nail to 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 at least get through the year. All right. Well,
0: that's, it's not an easy situation. It's not one that, um, you know, I, I spent the entire summer whining about having to to watch all their games last year. I watched 31 of those games last year and then I got Brom football. So I shut up because <laughs> I actually get to watch a good local football team. And now I'm back to doing this again. And, and it's just, it is just, it's just brutal over here. So, uh, hopefully, uh, I don't know. Maybe they can get something going against Coppin State. Maybe something goes, you know, the light clicks somehow. But it is just, uh, like you said, Ennis, it just feels like more of the same from last year, unfortunately, which is, uh, you know, new players but same coaches. We see the same stuff. Eventually the the independent variable is singular, and it is the coaching staff. So, yep. all right, let's uh, we we'll get to our next segment here, and this is where Jay Davis shines. Uh, if you are new to the show, uh, Jay is a a list maker. Um, He, he constantly has them uh, ready to go. Uh, for example, uh Texter texted into the show the other day, asked Jay his favorite current rappers in Atlanta. He immediately had an answer for us. Uh killer Mike at the top of that list, coach. In case you were wondering. Um and I so, was. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's how you do that. But he is here. It is holiday time, Jay. Um, Thanksgiving next week. I do have to ask Jay, uh Jay is a um Jay's a mama's boy. It it, it can be said. It's all right. Um uh is your mom uh a a prominent figure on Thanksgiving for you, Jay?
1: Uh no, we just stay at home and you know, <laughs> stay in our pajamas and watch football all day. She's never been much of a sports person, so you know she's she doesn't jive with that.
0: <laughs> well, good. All right. So we uh we have settled on a non-basketball top five, which I love. Um, uh, which is uh your top five holiday desserts. I I I think this is gonna be controversial. I, I have a feeling I might we challenge. are what's what's cool is Jay and I are both from Michigan, but Mark's a guy from Florida. You're from New York and Miami. Like I, I think, I think we're about to find out culturally that we're very different <laughs> in holiday desserts. But I will let Jay Davis. go. Um, for, well, well, first of all, I,
2: I, hold on, I don't think we get to say that anyone is from New York and Miami. What the hell is that?
3: And <laughs> <In> London. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm a New Yorker. Listen, I was born there. I can, you know, I, I, you know, that, that's what I go with. I go with okay, New York. fine. But if you could live anywhere, you'd live in Miami. Uh, that's not even the question. Okay, yes. yeah, I okay. wish I was oh, down there right now. You get it, yeah. God, no. I miss that weather. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. yeah New Yorkers, too. so you don't want to go south. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I get yeah.
0: it. Yeah, and keep it on the East Coast. That's us yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Jay, go don't ahead.
1: How the list isn't always will be sweet potato pie. Um, I know Thanksgiving's next week, a lot of people like pumpkin pie. Uh, I think I've had pumpkin pie once. There is a great Bernie Mac joke about. The difference between sweet potato pie and pumpkin pie but i don't but we're gonna keep this family friendly again <laughs> yeah, you know sweet potato pie we always had it um you know always i still always have it now on you know thanksgiving and christmas it's it's wonderful it's great with ice cream it's great cold it's great warm it's great piping hot you know sweet potato pie is at the top of my list next to something else that we've always had is cheesecake uh we always we do a no bake cheesecake with the uh, with the graham cracker crust and you know the cream cheese filling. A lot of people like fruit on their cheesecake. I don't like it. I don't like the consistency. It, it tastes funny to me. Just give me the cheesecake and the graham cracker crust or an Oreo crust and I would eat the whole thing.
2: What about uh, like a syrup?
1: Oh uh, no, no, no. I
2: don't no. okay. Not syrup, breakfast syrup, but like a fruity, you know, that sort of thing. Like a drizzle. Yeah, no my, a Drizzle. No, yeah. Uh, a drizzle. There we go.
1: Yeah, that's that's not my that's not my jam. My right. mom used to uh she would do cherries, you know, like canned cherries with yeah. like, that's my. And, that. I, just, I just, I just didn't like it because after a while, if you, if you eat half of the pie, the cherries start to run over it and get, and get watery and stuff. I just, <laughs> and then I didn't want to eat it anymore. So that just didn't work for me. Next is something that my wife Lisa makes every year. She's actually the, the, she's at my wife's actually the inspiration for this list because over the last couple of weeks, she's been on a Christmas cookie <laughs> baking binge. Oh boy. Um, you know, she bakes like 15 different kinds of cookies. So you know, while she was doing these like chocolate wafer cookies with this mint, you know, basically she was making these these mint Oreos with giant you know Christmas cutouts or whatever. So she's she's an inspiration for this list. The next thing is peanut butter bars. It's something that she got from her mom, my mother in law. Okay, um, it's essentially a peanut butter cup, but it's the chocolate, the peanut butter, and and mashed up graham crackers in in with the peanut butter. You put them in a pan, you freeze them, and I usually eat the eat the entire pan. We've actually given them <laughs> Louie. We we made them for uh our buddy Dave, Megan oh, okay. kid, Megan, and you know, Dave, her husband, eats eats them all, takes them from her. Uh, another one that Lisa makes that I like, I love pecan pie. And one year, this is probably like a decade ago, she made this pecan apple upside down pie, which was like the most amazing thing I'd ever eaten at that point and you know we don't have that often but you know when she makes that i i eat it you know like i said hot cold warm piping hot i eat it however and the this last could have thing the is... whole
0: episode Jason, <laughs> into the sweets i didn't know this about you this is great
1: well i don't i you know at this point now i eat like a little piece of each of them and then just leave it at that but yeah there was a stretch where i would eat like all of it the last <laughs> thing is it's another peanut butter thing because i love peanut butter i used okay. to eat like a 40 ounce jar of peanut butter in like four or five days it's these peanut butter balls i know people call them buckeyes but buckeyes the, yes, the <laughs>
0: yes. Buckeyes, right?
1: so when i when i was going over this list with lisa you know she said make sure you differentiate between the peanut butter bar and the buckeye because the buckeye you know there's a part of it where the peanut butter showing this peanut butter ball is covered with chocolate so she wanted to make sure that everybody understood that there's a big difference and those are my absolute favorite holiday desserts. My favorite desserts year round, but since since it's the holiday season and my wife's binging, baking cookies, I just I wanted to do that.
2: I have a so feeling. The difference, hey, the difference between yep. peanut butter balls and buckeyes is like baptism by sprinkling or immersion. <laughs> is what we're saying. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> right. Pretty much gotcha. I gotcha. a
0: Little sprinkle, a little little
2: aspergillum
0: on a on a Tuesday. Gotcha. All right. Do you um? Do you like pecans? I'm gonna guess a guy named Mark Lieberman doesn't like pecans.
3: Um, no there no <laughs> jay your <laughs> list was fantastic the pecan pie no um everything else was sounded fantastic that's north of 80 no, no that's nuts, a high percentage no nuts in anything that I, okay I, I like like peanut butter though yeah i like peanut butter okay but yeah the you're, actual... you're good there jay but the physical nuts no go no got it no um but i what about the 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 sweet potato pie with like marshmallows and like some sort of crumbly thing yeah, in that's there yeah some white shit right there there's some
1: that's a, that's a hard that's a that's that's a cultural thing that's a hard pass for me
3: <laughs> okay fair enough I just like the marshmallows and, and the, way, the crunchy right. things hey so how people, about hey
2: Lieberman how about yes. you Lieberman how about you attest test
3: to this I yes, I Ennis the
2: the Florida it's either a Florida thing or like my mom's side of the family Southern thing talk to but me but like banana pudding was appropriate for everything. oh yeah Oh yeah, banana, pudding uh, banana pudding pudding's nice. a banger. Yeah, oh, I'm a
3: big banana pudding person. Same, yeah.
2: but my yeah. mom would like it for any any holiday event, whatever. You could bring banana pudding. When I was a kid, hey, my baby.
0: grandmother would make banana pudding, and they would they'd put out the vanilla wafers with them. Mm-hmm. Big, I'm a big vanilla wafer
3: guy, and and Andrews I'm sh-
0: I think like six seven year old Louie would just disappear with a box of vanilla <laughs> wafers, and they couldn't find me for like an hour. Yeah, no, that's
3: hot fine. Hot. Listen, all that stuff, yeah. I just I don't want cookies with like fruit in the middle like the little fruit cookies and stuff like that. I did not hear fruit
0: cake. I assume that's a no go for Jay Davis.
1: Never had no the banana pudding. That was a huge thing for us too. And I you know did just made me think you know (laughs) I I would even eat you know once the vanilla wafers got soggy. I thought they tasted better than
3: when they were fresh out of the box. Yep, there was a place Boston Market. Do you remember yeah, the Boston okay, place? Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had the best sweet potato because they had the hmm. they had the crumbles and they had the marshmallow in that. Okay. Oh, yeah. There was one there that, right know. in the corner of Miami Lakes when I was coaching my my, week... my days down the Miami pace. That was my my once a week stop. Couldn't oh, wait yeah. to get that. We made Luke and I made fun of fruitcake on the show once,
2: and Dawn, when she was still doing sales with us, <laughs> was just joking about it with her priest at church. And it turns out that like. Real connoisseurs of, like, top-shelf fruitcake are nuns. Yes. Really? And and they make it fresh, and they brought us some, and we ate it on the air. She came in, like, in the habit with, like, a fresh fruitcake they made at the (laughs) monastery. It was incredible. And you know what? It's not good. Like God bless them. It's not good at all, man. I don't care who makes it. It's not good. It's just
0: heavy food for poor nuns. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, no, it's it's okay to say. The um the the best thing about that is they they have to make things to sell to be able to live essentially, to right? Stay, so yeah. there are monks that make caskets, and then there are there are nuns that make fruitcakes. So it is what it is. Uh, we need to get those nuns that make beer. I don't know why we don't have those. We'll get on that. Be a
2: lot better. Is beer an acceptable dessert, Jay Davis?
1: Absolutely, it's an acceptable appetizer <laughs> entree. <laughs> Dessert. As uh,
2: Homer Simpson said, it was the uh, the cause and solution to all of
1: life's all problems. Of life's problems. <laughs>
2: exactly right. All right. So uh, we do the holiday desserts as
0: a segue into our favorite holiday tournaments. I, I think Champions Classic doesn't qualify as one, but I think it's probably the best of the early season tournaments. Uh, obviously, there's the. Oh, gosh, what's the one that Ohio State and UCLA are in? And, um,
1: Ohio State, I'm, Kentucky, Carolina.
0: Yeah. What's that one called?
1: I can't remember. They, I think they moved it. It wasn't. It wasn't Vegas that yeah. that tournament used to be in mm-hmm. Vegas, but they yeah. moved it. I don't. I, want, I don't. I want to say Atlanta, but don't quote me on that. Yeah,
0: it's been a good one for a while. So that that tends to be a good one. Does anyone miss the Great Alaskan Shootout?
3: Yes. Yeah. Go to it. I never went. Okay. Um. But oh my gosh, to stay up at one in the morning and watch games. Oh, games forever. yeah. For, for, <laughs> yes. For low and mid majors, and the, and uh, that was the best. Yeah. That was incredible. It's why I like the Orlando tournament as well. Though I don't know if they had, you know, the one at Disney and they have, you know, the, yeah, yeah. they have, you know, um, you're not going to have all your high major schools. Um, and, you know, so those, you know, look, all those games are just are fun to watch for me. I, I'm just, uh, um, and then you've got the Maui being moved to a different part of Hawaii this year. Oh, uh-huh, just because of all the fire. All the and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go.
0: Um, I think, uh, Jay's great um one of his upsets last week was in the Great Alaska shootout, was it not?
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Michigan yeah. lost
0: up there. A big game, right? Mm-hmm. That yep. that uh Yeah, that, that was eighty
3: eight, the year they yep. won
1: the championship. Yeah. There's it's another, there's a sneaky, there's a sneaky good one that starts uh starts Thursday, the Shriner Charleston Classic. It's St. John's huge. Yeah, that has it's become a good tournament.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. LSU. That's, that's an excellent I, I'm not great at, you know, just uh, recalling all the tournaments because just you know you get in such a, a mindset of when you're watching games or scouting preparing for teams and there's some teams that you know i'm I'm watching specifically so you lose track sometimes and you realize wow there's just so many great games out there and some of the great tournaments uh louisville's
0: taking the trip to new york for the empire classic this weekend um i mean percent chance they don't go oh and two coach
3: um i mean there's there's a chance there's well, always a chance. So so, I so give them a, a chance. <laughs> I give
1: them a shot in the consolation game against IU.
3: Indiana's pretty big. Yeah, That'll,
2: IU didn't blow people away either. That's true. It
1: won't yeah. be Texas Sunday, and you know I, UConn's UConn's not going to lose to Indiana, so they're going to play Indiana on Monday. I give them a chance to. I give them a chance to beat IU.
3: I think IU's going to play a little fair, a little better on Sunday than people think against UConn. Hmm. Um, I think, you know, they've, they beat Florida Gulf coast. They beat army. They're not showing sign, you know, but they're talented. And I think they're just, you know, they're, they're kind of coasting when they get to go against the national champion. I, I think you're going to see a different IU team. Um, Texas is just so physical. They're men, good guard play. Um, they defend really, really well. So the baskets that, Louisville's been able to get as far as just attacking and getting fouled and Mike James has a knack of knowing how to be fouled it's it's gonna be a different different animal against Texas because they wall up so well and they're big and strong so um Louisville's gonna have to be really efficient in that one but if it comes down to it and IU does lose to to UConn um yeah that could you know they could stay in that game
0: Arizona easily I think uh, for me the best performance so far this season going to Cameron Indoor Getting the win against Duke, has there been another performance, Jay, uh, that you've seen so far this year that stands out to you?
1: No, that's easily the best one, and yeah, you know that's you know just watching them go in there first week of the season, true road game, you know that's 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 tough, you know, and plus you know Duke, I think was seventeen and zero at home last year, so that's Shire's first home loss, and for you know that. I mean, that was close. That was close throughout. But Arizona, it felt like Arizona was in control of that game for a lot of it. So, yeah, it's it's clearly Arizona
3: so far this year for me. Yeah. Look, uh, uh, last night, Michigan was so oh, impressive. Yes. And it's almost like when Mark and I were talking early in the season, the first Florida State game against LSU, I said, this team is really, really good. You just know Michigan has everything. I mean, losing Dickerson is not going to affect him. Reed's a force in the middle. Their guard and wing play is as good as anybody in the country. Um, to beat Coach Patino on, you know, in the garden on on their first game by eighteen, put up eighty nine. I don't care what stage you know the St. John's team is in as far as getting right, to to give up eighty nine. Michigan, uh, you can't press them. I mean, you know, they were trying to press them, and it was just those guards were just breaking through it. They were, you know, um, just able to just go down the court. And they shoot the ball. They run good stuff. Um, I'm really impressed with that team.
0: And it's that uh, Duke game hosting Arizona.
2: Go ahead. That St. John's game, you know, I briefly mentioned this on the show uh, today. Louis, I think I said I may have even sent you the clip. You know, Rick talked post game after they got their heads kicked in by Michigan. Talked about five minutes. I think he answered three or four questions. But it it was striking uh, the amount of time he spent on where he and they had failed. You know, mm-hmm. We didn't do a good enough job getting front-court guys in the offseason. We have too much of this and too, not enough of this. Uh, but I thought more than anything else, uh, dim- it seemed like it was like a priority for him to demonstrate, I know what went wrong. You know, and, and to talk, I know exactly how we got this outcome and this is what we're going to do to fix it. And it's that stuff that, like, that's how losses can still be kind of wins for coaches if they handle them right. To just sort of take ownership and be able to diagnose exactly what went wrong. And when it's better... You, you get credit for that. And it just, you know, compared to so everything we've been talking about lately it was it's striking. Uh juxtaposition of those two things very different. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mark, he, he's sending a direct message to his bigs on that team. Right. Because, yeah. you know, he he's he's externally taking the blame for the roster construction, but the roster construction's fine. And they'll get RJ Lewis, the kid from um uh UMass back soon from a fractured hand. But it's really him getting on those bigs and saying you know you guys underperformed and that's not the standard that we're going to have here that was a direct message to those guys
0: Arizona Duke game was a whiteout. doesn't that seem redundant Jay Davis <laughs>
3: for Duke absolutely yeah <laughs> with, the,
1: with the crowd the coaching staff the roster especially this year no just going back to back <laughs> to Michigan that Michigan team was picked to you know, finishing the basement of the Big Ten by a lot of people, like yep. 11, 12th in the league. But, you know, Doug McDaniel is a, a really good guard. You know, they have some size. They have some wings with size, you know, which is something that my program I wish they had. Uh, but, yeah, you know, Michigan so so far it looks like they're going to be, a you know, a factor in the Big Ten title race. Dangerous,
3: yeah. They 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 have it all. I really, really like it. the Big like Ten's been crushed. Like people have been killing the
2: Big
1: it's Ten. It's been bad. It's been bad so far, outside of Purdue. Juwan Howard's good coach. Wisconsin's down twenty plus right now. Michigan State's down double digits at halftime.
3: To answer your question, you hired uh, Phil Martelli, so he did a great job. <laughs> was that? Was that? So when 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 Payne here hired Danny Manning, I thought
0: similar things like, oh, here's a guy who actually know, understands day in day out operations of the program just hasn't worked why do you think it works with a guy like martelli just because he had previous like massive i mean just
3: obviously tons of of success
0: um in philadelphia is that is that the the difference
3: i mean yeah look he had tons of success right you said it and um danny um as a player did right as a coach less you know less and and phil's know, always had his teams every year they were just they played so sound and and The style of play, like he played fast and and his teams, Jameer Nelson, those teams are really, really good. West, I mean, like those teams, he's had great teams. He knows, like he's in the business, he's really well thought of, has a great mind for the offensive end, and uh, you saw it last night. So, you know, know, Howard not being insecure about, you know, you got to bring in people that are better than you, and if you can do that, Then that's where success comes from.
0: I'm why I was wildly impressed by that hire when it happened Mm -hmm. for what you just talked about, which is the humility to bring in a guy like Phil Martelli. Not even a question to me. All right. So, uh, we'll get out of here on uh, two things here. I'm going to have for dessert for Thanksgiving, we're going to have like (laughs) 25 people here. I'm doing an ice cream Sunday bar Mm. for Thanksgiving dessert this year. Jay Davis, could that make your list?
1: Yeah. You know, as long as you got. So we go to, there's a place by us called Menchie's and everybody has them. Now, you know, you get the ice cream by the ounce and whenever we go there, you know, my, my bowl ends up being like $12 because I put a bunch <laughs> of ice cream in it the toppings. peanut butter cups and what cookie dough and gummy bears and, <laughs> you know, the peanut butter topping and caramel and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, yeah, I, I would, I, I'd be down with that. That sounds fantastic. Jay Davis, you can also ice, cream, put ice
2: cream on a hot, on hot pie too.
3: Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, no, we could do it. that wasn't even mentioned sure. like an app, like a Dutch apple pie, which yeah. is great. Mm-hmm. But you just reminded me of those Dr. Rick commercials where the guy buys the salad. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1936. Oh, no, 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 I'm just buying it for myself. And it's, have you guys seen those commercials? Have, big have, Dr. Yeah. Rick fans? No, <laughs> yes. okay. I'm a big
0: it's <laughs> a big uh, head shake. No, from Jay Davis, uh, Mark Ennis, uh, we'll go around the room and then we'll get out of here. Uh, turkey fan, yay or nay?
2: Uh, if done well. Turkey is wonderful. Uh, It is very, very, very hard to do well. (laughs) Uh, But for instance, like, uh, you know, I'm not a big chain barbecue guy, but like Martin's here in town, their turkey, delicious. A smoked turkey in that case, right? Yeah. Yes. FDKY, same thing. Yeah.
3: Delicious turkey. So I love turkey as long as you do it right.
0: Okay. All right. How about you, Coach?
3: Um, Turkey or dessert? Turkey. Uh, Not a turkey fan. Okay.
1: Davis. I, the only only, the only way I can tolerate turkey is if it's fried.
0: <laughs> a little fried turkey. I'm also so delicious. Also <laughs> delicious. Yeah. There Fine. you go. Fine. I'm doing pulled pork and a ham this year.
1: See, that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to be all right. Yeah. yeah. Just killing a bunch it's of pigs. Smart move. There you go. All right. Well, he's Jay Davis at J Davis underscore 1981. Coach Lieberman. Yeah, Coach Lieberman on Twitter. Find Mark Ennis at Mark Ennis. He's on three to six every weekday uh, on 93.9 The Ville here in uh, Louisville. You can find him. On your smart speaker. I'm on 10 to noon on ESPN 680-1057 here in Louisville at Radio Louie. Uh if you want to join hundreds of thousands of people and seeing my attendance tweets. Uh so there you go. Um, <laughs> of all things. Uh by the way, I just saw an old man moment. I just saw that there's an NBA player with a with a a pinched nerve in his neck, and I have one in my right knee, and I can't imagine trying to play basketball with a pinch nerve. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's, that's old be, man stuff right
3: yeah, there. Yeah, no question. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, what All he right. did
0: to get a pinch nerve and what you did to get
2: a pinch nerve very different. <laughs> <laughs> this has been 40 Minutes A Pod. We love you, Nolan.